It comes out of nowhere. It strikes without warning. It's that soul-sucking stretch of the school calendar between President's Day and Easter. No holidays, no vacations. Until one mind-melting day when an answer arrived like a message from heaven. They were two words. The two words that give us all hope. Sick day. All right, get out the Vicks Vapor Rub, saltine crackers, and cans of chicken noodle soup. I'm feeling just a little bit under the weather today. How about you? You got the sniffles. You got the sniffles. You got a little a little stomach bug, perhaps. Just a little bit. I don't know. I'm feeling pretty great. You're feeling pretty good? That, that's, that's good. So, yeah, we're having a sick day here on the Leftover Pizza Podcast. So, sick days, whether you were faking it or not, were kind of a godsend for kids in school, especially when there were no holidays or vacations in sight. Kind of like right now. Like, we're just fresh off of Christmas, New Year's. Uh, we don't have another vacation holiday coming up until probably Good Friday, unless you're one of the lucky ones that has MLK off. I don't. I don't. I've got no time off in the foreseeable future, and I'm fucking miserable. So I might be utilizing a sick day coming up uh, at some point, you know? Got to have a little bit of escapism in my life, a little uh, breaking of the routine. Yeah. And I think a lot of people can agree. While it's great to have off for a holiday or whatever, the truth is you would always rather be sick at home than at school feeling physically at your best. There were certain things all of us did. We all put our own spin on them. And that's exactly what we're going to show you here tonight. We're putting you in our shoes during a sick day when we were kids. And uh, I don't know, maybe like next Tuesday also. Like it really just depends on how my week's <laughs> yeah, going, <yeah>. you know? <laughs> yeah. You know. Nothing, nothing's off the table. If I'm being honest with you, not much has changed on my sick days as an adult from, uh, you know, when I was a <laughs> yeah, kid. It's, it's so true. So true. <laughs> Pretty damn similar. I mean, I don't know if that's just because it's a classic thing or if that's because I'm a creature of habit. Probably a little bit of both. Yeah, same. So- before we start, are you sick sick or are you just faking it? Oh, I am sick sick and I think I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yes, I am going to do my best little Pete, my best Ferris Bueller, and I'm going to come up with a scheme to take the day off, maybe even adventure out if I get the chance. So we're going to break this down a little bit different this time, focus on the night or day or hours before than the day of and also the day after. Who would like to start? Should I go first? I think you should go. Because I really want to see how you're going to fucking fake it. All right. It was time for something big. Food poisoning? That's a triple Yui. Unusual, unpredictable, undetectable. First of all, I'm not going to lie. When I was a kid, I was fucking horrible at making excuses up to be sick. Like, I didn't understand that you couldn't just give a simple excuse. You had to have all kinds of stuff to back everything up. I needed my evidence and all kinds of shit. And I just, I was never good at that. I would like claim that I had the stomach flu, but I didn't have any of like the stomach flu symptoms. I wasn't like peeing out of my butt or puking or anything like that. You know what I mean? Like, I was just... 
basically looked like I was fine and claimed stomach flu. I just completely raw dogged my fucking all of my evidence, like none of it existed. So <laughs> it rarely ever worked. Uh, and like kids kind of just have it easy today, I feel like, when it comes to this stuff. And I'm going to tell you, I looked up on Google and I'm looking at it right now, actually. There is a how to, like a fucking spark notes of Wiki, how to fake sick to stay home from school. And it just is blowing my mind. There's step by step. Let me read some of these steps for you. Part one of five beginning your mm. sickness the day before. Don't tell them too early the day before because some illnesses tend to go away overnight. If you've been ill before with a virus or bug, repeat those symptoms. It will seem less likely that you're faking. Like, if I had this stuff when I was a kid, just to imagine. Yeah, you, you'd be out three out of five days a week every week. Oh, like, my God. A hundred percent. You know what? I love this. I love that this exists. And of course it exists. Why wouldn't it exist? Everything is on the internet. But- I, too, was so fucking bad at faking sick that I just wouldn't even attempt it, man. Because, like, I, I couldn't even play it off for a minute. You know what I mean? And my mom was the type of a person that she would just have to run me to the doctor. So if I, if I faked sick, she would know in an hour because it's like yeah. she had a fucking speed dial to my <laughs> pediatrician. It was just like, <laughs> he's got a stomach ache. We're coming in in five. And he'd be like all right, they're on their way. And just like, you know, Batmobile type of a thing. Yeah. Like we'd take the fucking pole down to the <laughs> to the minivan and just 90 miles an yeah. hour special secret speedway over oh to the pediatrician. Uh, listen, I was so bad at faking sick that the only people in my house who actually did fake sick were my parents. My mom, whenever <laughs> she wanted to keep us home from school, like especially if we had a snow day or something, uh, and she knew that she couldn't get somebody to watch us for the snow day. She'd call in sick and she'd, you know, I, you know, I'm not feeling super hot today. And of course they knew like, oh, it just oh, snowed yeah. six inches last night. Like your kids are off from school. I know that you're not yep. sick, but okay, whatever. I can't tell you no type of a thing. Right. Well, smart me. Uh, I, I'd be in the background and I'd be going like this. <laughs> and <laughs> then she'd be going. Yeah, she'd be going, stop, shut up, don't do that. And, I, and I'm going, <laughs> and, she's, and then she'd get off the phone and be like, why were you doing that? And I'm like, well, because then I would also be sick. We both got sick. And she was like, no, you don't have to do that. They don't believe it when you're coughing like you're like fake coughing in the background. <laughs> so I, I probably almost got my mom fired from a few jobs when she was pulling that crap. So. Oh my god, so good. Wow, I'm, I'm just have this interesting picture now of you just like gagging and coughing in the background, making it super believable for your mom. You were a team player. Like, your mom should I was just a team be player, man. so thankful that she has a kid that would like not just, you know, be okay with her being sick, but like going the full mile and being like, oh, let, me, let me help you out a little bit, mom. Yeah, yeah. I don't think she was fully appreciative of it at the time, but, you know, maybe she looks back on it fondly yeah. now. Says, wow. That kid was really uh, looking out for me. He was really watching my back. <laughs> I have the best son ever. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, uh, I think the way I'm going to go about it, and I, I understand you just watched the episode for the first time within this week. I'm going to go with the little Pete route from Adventures of Pete and Pete, the episode Sick Day. I'm going to pay the lady at the grocery store for an expired label to throw on a can 
of tapioca. And I'm going for the triple Yui is what they call it. It's unusual, unpredictable, and undetectable, and that is food poisoning. So he gets the label, slaps the, the crappy label on the new can, eats the can, claims that he has food poisoning. Because, I mean, let's be real, food poisoning, what can you do for it? You stay home, you throw up, and you, you shit a bunch, and like then that's it. <laughs> like, it's not really you just something... You gotta ride it out. Yeah, it's not something you like go to the doctor for. So somehow my excuse worked... I'm in the clear. I'm officially able to enjoy my sick day. How about you? Oh, uh, well, again, I would be really sick for real. So um, I'm approaching Ooh. this day what do you from got? being mortally <laughs> ill and uh, life or death. All right. Okay. I've got strep throat. <laughs> oh, man. Dude, stre- I hate even hearing strep oh. throat. It just sounds so dirty and gross, but I just fucking Listen, hate strep throat. I was such a pro at strep throat at a certain point in my life because apparently it's got something to do with the tonsils and the tonsils were making me sick. So I actually had my tonsils out when I was, I want to say six and it still oh, wow, didn't fix early. my goddamn problem. It did not oh, fix shit. my problem. So I still have I was, mine, and like I, I don't get most of that stuff at all anymore. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I haven't had. Uh, I should really knock on some wood because <laughs> I am not trying to get strep anytime soon. But uh, no, I. It seemed like I was getting strep like two, three times a year at mm. a certain point. So it sucks. It's like the most painful thing. I remember like crying myself to sleep, but. On the plus side, it meant two things. One, it meant that I got to go to my grandparents' house because for strep throat, there was no chance my mom was staying home to take care of me. Hmm. I was just getting shipped off to a grandparent. And it also meant that um, I was getting to use that chloroseptic spray. Ooh, the chloroseptic. We'll talk about that a little bit later, but what I will say up front is that when you are sick as a dog and it feels like you just swallowed a bunch of nails, chloroseptic is the most magical fucking elixir that has ever been invented. It's like I can't even feel my throat anymore. It's like my throat, my neck doesn't exist. So shouts out to chloroseptic. Uh, maybe you want to sponsor the show because <laughs> I don't need it much these days, but I'll still take it just for you know the thrill of it. You know, A, a numb throat. Wait, no. that sounds weird. Maybe cut that out. No, leave it in. <laughs> no, actually, I, f- I feel like that's a that's a perfect segue, though, honestly, because uh, we're going to go into the day of. The thought of taking bad-tasting medicine makes kids feel sick, but not great-flavored Dimetap cold medicine. You'll like this. Hmm, <coughs> a cough. Or new Dimetap DM for colds with coughs. Dimetap DM is a combination of doctor-recommended Dimetap Plus a proven cough suppressant with a pleasing grape taste. Open up. Dimatap. It relieves kids as well as colds, as well as coughs. The day of, we have a few big things to discuss, mainly medicine, because that's one of the biggest things that we remember when we're kids is the medicine, also the food, and whatever other activities we might be doing at home. So we'll start with the meds. I mean, anything else you want to say about chloroseptic? You go right ahead, big guy. <laughs> you want me to jump into chloroseptic? Well, not only was there that fun spray, but at a certain point, they turned it into a fun gel that like clung to your, your throat a little bit better. Yeah. 
and it lasted a little bit longer. That was pretty cool. And then they kept like working on it. They just kept innovating and inventing. And then we got the lozenge. We got the chloroseptic lozenge. Oh, yeah. I forgot about those. So you could take those to school the next day because you didn't get that much time off from being strep throat. You know, like you, if you were lucky, you got like two, three days because Mm -hmm. they would give you the antibiotics so that you wouldn't be contagious at a certain point. And you'd still have like a little bit of a, a, a raw, you know, sore throat maybe lingering in those. Um, chloroseptic lozenges were were pretty pretty clinch uh, pretty pretty tight butthole. Uh, <laughs> what the <laughs> They're pretty tight butthole. What do you had a sore throat sitting in class? The, you know, a couple days later. Um, that being said, I just mentioned antibiotics. I think you know what I'm going to bring up, grimy. Something that I got very familiar with because of all these fucking bacterial whatever the fuck in my throat is is strep bacterial i don't know i'm not a doctor it probably i'm a lawyer bacterial viral whatever the fuck it's all the same shit but yeah what you're gonna mention right now it's it's a fucking a delicacy in the medicine world (laughs) (laughs) listen if we're talking like wines like we're talking medicines tonight like we're talking wines okay some people talk like liquor whiskey i'm i'm talking amoxicillin right now are you kidding me it's so good good was amoxicillin i mean like a lot of other good tasting medicines this is one that's like it's celebrated when you're able to have it you're like, fuck yeah. I mean, I'm sick, but like, I get bubblegum amoxicillin? Like, you motherfuckers know how to party. <laughs> so good. <laughs> so, yeah, there was, there are two kinds of amoxicillin. And I learned the hard way when I got a little bit older and I, I got strep um, when I wasn't so young that after a certain point, or it might just be like weight, like once you get past a certain weight, the Pink liquid is no longer effective because you would have to drink too much of it for it to actually do its job. Mm -hmm. So they give you the pill form. And I don't know if you've ever had the pill form of amoxicillin, but it is fucking foul. Isn't it like Like, real chalky and weird? It's chalky, but the flavor of it is like, I can't even describe it. It's almost like metallic. Oh, yeah. From what I remember. It's disgusting. I don't think I've ever had that. So, if you're lucky enough, uh, you got to have the pink sludge. And I did a little research on the pink sludge, Grimey, because you said bubblegum flavored. Mm -hmm. I always just assumed it was bubblegum flavored as well because it's pink and it has that, you know, vague reminiscence of a flavor. But it's very unique. Yeah. You know, it's not quite bubblegum. Like, there is very much a line in the sand and it it does not taste like bubblegum. It doesn't taste like double bubble. So I started Googling around, and apparently somebody went on an actual hunt. They started talking to pharmacists. They started calling drug companies. Wow. And they actually got to the bottom of it, what that unique flavor is. This is going to rock your socks. You're going to love this. I know you, of all people, are going to appreciate this fact. So technically, it is pink fruit gum flavored. Oh, my God. It has that, like, slight fruity twang it to it oh yeah you're right but you could never like place that so you just like accepted that it was a gum or like a bubble gum but no yeah. it's more like a fruit stripe 
It kind of is, yeah. Wow. So it's just like this alien fucking Krang liquid. It's pink and gross looking, but like also kind of delicious looking at the same time. And mm-hmm. now it's the flavor of fruit stripe. Like oh. fruit stripe. Yeah. Wow. So I propose, I propose, because we can't just be going around drinking amoxicillin as much as we want to be drinking amoxicillin. We can't. (laughs) Well, maybe we could. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. Like I said, I'm a lawyer, you know. I'm, it's fair. I'm, I'm neither of those things. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Um, I propose that the drug companies start selling us that flavoring and maybe we we get some pink milk going some pink fruit gum flavored milk <laughs> i would i would drink are you kidding me that'd be Seriously. so tasty yeah I, I i mean i wouldn't not drink it is <laughs> what i'm saying like <laughs> if i seen it i would just have to it's one of them things if i saw you know? i'd buy a case yeah uh, immediately <laughs> i have one more for you one more medicine and uh this didn't always necessarily go hand in hand with strep throat but sometimes it would because sometimes you'd spike a fever and whenever i would spike a fever there was i mean i would get it at home not as often there was one set of grandparents that would always hand me some chewable bubblegum baby aspirin oh, yeah. to bring the fever mm-hmm. down you want to talk delicacy grimy now right. that's a delicacy i'm kind of jealous because who did you say that gave them to you my grandparents Your grandparents my grandmother did. specifically yeah oh we lucked out because i didn't get them you didn't get the bubblegum baby aspirin no the only chewable aspirins i ever got it was from actually in school i went and tried to i mean i was sick i didn't feel good so I went down there to the nurse and they were like, yeah, here, take these. They're chewables. And I was like, oh, cool, chewables. So they're probably going to taste good. No, they were not fucking chewables at all. They were just aspirin. <laughs> That's all they were. The well, you can chew them. That's what she meant by that. Well, you know, when I hear chewables, I'm like, this is candy. <laughs> this was fucking not candy. She didn't even give you like a glass of water or nothing. She was like, here you go. Chew these up. I was like, fuck. <laughs> I remember going down Yo, there two so or funny. three times and just like, I know what I'm in store for, but I don't feel good. I don't even know why she gave them to me. <laughs> <laughs> just, just for something to talk about that afternoon when they were all at lunch. You know? <laughs> I gave uh, this that, fucking idiot a bunch Dave of chewable kid, I aspirin. I made him chew some fucking... <laughs> they didn't even I made give him chew water. some fucking non-chewables. Yeah. <laughs> See, and here I was preparing myself, thinking that you were going to say, no, they didn't give me the bubble gum. They gave me the, the grape or they gave me the orange. And I've been like, oh, that, that's disappointing. Yeah, I can see. Wow, that is so much worse. Oh, man, way worse. Way worse. So that's uh, that's all your medicines. That's my medicine. I got two. And again, I know I'm faking sick. You still kind of get the same treatment no matter what. If Especially if your parent is sitting at home with you. Like, they're still going to be medicine you up, like... It's inescapable. Yeah, they're not giving you, like, morphine. Like, if right. the worst case yeah. is that if they give you a little bit of amoxicillin, you know, you just get a little, yep. your insides cleaned out a little bit. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. No harm, no foul. But if you were lucky, you got the mother of all liquid medicines. Motherfucking Dimatap. When's the last time you had yourself a nice scoop of Dimatap? <laughs> I don't know if I've ever had Dimatap, if I'm being honest with you. Oh my god, Dimatap is so good. It's like straight up liquid candy. Like, it is basically medicinal grape Kool-Aid. It is so fucking good. Like, grape Kool-Aid, but like just a little bit on the thick side. Just a tiny bit. Not like too... Hmm. How do I want to say... If... 
if High C made grape Kool Aid, that's Dimatap. And then they just pumped it full of full of medication. Pretty yeah. much, yeah. I don't remember what's in it, but like I, it didn't even fucking matter. There could have been rat poison in it, and I still would have drank it. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Uh, I'm looking at it right now because they still make it. They and do. And it's for, okay, cold and allergy. Mm-hmm. Relieves nasal symptoms, stuffy nose, runny nose, sneezing, plus other symptoms, itchy, oh, yeah. watery eyes. So I guess it alleviates some sniffles. That yeah. seems to be the, the big benefit here. So really, you were a grape uh, a grape guy? Dude, I loved grape everything when I was a kid. I loved it. I still love it. Like. I actually have a can of Pitch Black sitting right beside me that we just actually reviewed on one of our minis that you might have heard. Oh, if yeah. you haven't heard it, go there and check it out right now. It's over on Patreon. Just wanted a little side note. Yeah, side note. If you want to hear him uh, talk about not grape medicine and talk about grape soda, three bucks a month. That's yeah. it. What a sell. Are you kidding me? What an upsell. Yeah. We're so good at this. Mm-hmm. We're so good. But yeah, I have <sighs> grape soda sitting beside me right now. And I, I mean, I, I'm just drooling over the thought of drinking grape medicine. So I don't know. This stuff was good. <laughs> this is another one of those things where if I got this while, even if I wasn't sick, I counted this as a win. Like this stuff is just so yeah. good. It's interesting that you are a grape medicine guy. I understand it. I had it. I wasn't, you know, crazy about it. Now, the weirdest thing for me is I notoriously do not like orange flavored things. Like, I don't like orange candies. I'm just, I'm not crazy on any of the orange stuff except for high C orange. Okay. okay. I was going to say, dude, dude, wait a minute. Really think about what you're saying here. But okay, you redeemed yourself. But, but like, if you're like handing me like orange candies or whatever, like, Mm -hmm. or if Matrix, right? There's a grape candy in this hand, and then there's an orange candy in this hand. I'm always picking the grape yeah. pill from Morpheus. Yeah. There is never an instance where I'm picking orange, okay? Well, so hopefully so the grape one's the right one, so. <laughs> doesn't matter if it is or it isn't. I That's yeah. the one I'm picking. <laughs> so why am I bringing this up? I'm bringing it up because for whatever reason, no, it wasn't Dime Tap or Dime Tap, uh, but the the liquid medicine like my cold and cough medicine that my parents would buy was orange flavored and i was a fucking fiend for it that for whatever reason it was like almost on the level of amoxicillin for me like i think i would find myself faking sick at some points not to like get out of school or anything like that but just because i wanted a sweet sweet taste of that orange liquid yeah you know I was like, give me a cap full of that before I go to bed. That's my nightcap, you know? I want to throw that shit back. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's kind of how I was with uh, Flintstone vitamins. I fucking... Mm. If the parents weren't mm. home, I was digging in that fucking medicine drawer and just <laughs> taking, like, handfuls. Like, these are vitamins. It's candy, too. It's fine. I don't know. It seems weird, but I think that kid is glowing. Uh, <laughs> he has too, much, too many vitamins in yeah. his system. <laughs> Which I guess brings me to my next point. I'm surprised because they do the vitamins, the Flintstone vitamins. They do Dimetap still. They do bubblegum, fucking fruit stripe flavored amoxicillin still. Like, I can't believe that all this stuff still kind of exists. Like, I mean, not even kind of. It fully exists. It's on Walmart shelves if you go through and look right now. Like, they have 
15 different types of Flintstone vitamins. They have gummies, fucking regular ones. They have ones that are for older people. Like, this stuff still exists. I can't believe it does. I'm just happy it does. Listen, I just, like, can't believe with the amount that you love Grape Dime Tap that you haven't, like, partaken in lean of some kind, okay? Like, grab yourself a bottle of, of purple Dime Tap, you know, grab yourself a new starry lemon-lime soda, mix scissor, that shit together. Pour up some scissor. Yeah. All right. Yeah, All right. and just, you know, just suck it down. I'm surprised that, like, that's not your, your cocktail of choice at this point. I mean, you know, I've been known to throw on some 3-6 <clears throat> Mafia every once in a while and sip on some scissor, but it's all right. <laughs> Now, once again, I am a lawyer, and legally, I need to remind you all not to abuse medication, okay? Not a doctor, just a lawyer. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I just wanted to get that out there again. So, So anyways, the next one I want to talk about... (laughs) We've been talking a a lot about uh, uh, this one, but if Dimetap was the grape Kool-Aid of medicines, Vicks of any kind was undoubtedly liquid cuck. I'm calling it liquid cuck. Pure liquid cuck. <laughs> okay, I read your notes and I was like, did he mean to write cuck so much? Yes. <laughs> I wanted to emphasize the cuck because this shit, uh, we're talking straight up Vic's Formula 44. I don't know if you've partaked mm. Partooken. No, and, and no, I was not subject. I was not subjected to the forty-four. You oh know? my god, it's so bad. They claim this was oh. cherry flavored. They claimed it was cherry flavored, but what it was sure. really was one Luden's cough drop, a, a watered down Luden's cough drop, with like a pile uh-huh. of Vicks vapor rub. That's what it was. It's fucking Ugh. awful. And this is the was type it like of stuff. Menthol-y? Like, I feel like it was, yeah. I feel like it was kind of, like, menthol but it was, like, very chemically like you know? Very, uh, not something you feel like should be ingested. Similar to aspirin. That's chewables. scary. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's meant to be ingested, but not in that way, you know? Yeah. Like, and I just... Like, hook it up to your veins, maybe, instead mm-hmm. of making you take it orally, you know? Right. So you would take this stuff when you have, like, you know, your nasal cavities, like, completely blocked off with snots and stuff, and it would just really help, and it would help with sore throats. So you would be thinking, oh, mom's going to back get me some medicine. She's giving me the old Dimetap. I'm ready. And she brings you this (laughs) fucking pile of shit and expects you to drink it, and you're just like, every excuse in the book to not take it is flying out at your mom's face right now, like... I'm not, I'm not taking sick. this. I think I actually feel better. Uh, yeah, all you know. of a sudden I feel fine. Or like, hey, my sister's looking at me weird. I can't take it. Please stop looking at me. Or you guys are making me laugh too much. I can't take it. Like every excuse I could think of not to take it. I just prolonged every little bit of taking this j- just disgusting elixir of death. So gross. <laughs> wow. Very... um. Very strong feelings even to this day, huh? Dude, fuck Formula 44 by Vix. Fuck <laughs> Vix and... Uh, no, okay, I take that. I love Vix Vapor Rub. Love that shit. Not to the point where I would, like, get a spoon and put it in my morning tea or anything, like that crazy girl from whatever, that addicted or whatever. Yeah. Not that crazy, but, like, I love uh, every once in a while a nice little schwaft of Vix Vapor Rub, but not Vix Formula 44. Never. Yeah, not no, ever. no. 
No, I mean, I'm just looking quickly here on Google at um, a photo of Formula 44, but it's a bottle from the 1970s. And I mean, this might as well be a bottle from the 1890s. Like, it looks like absolute death. Like, looks like a bottle that would be found on the shelf of a madman, you know, like a a mad scientist. He's just going to use this and you're going to drink it and you're going to turn into like a duck or something like that, yeah. like a mythical creature that you should not be. So, um, and, and it's weird that you th- said it looked like it came from the 1800s. Cause that's kind of what it tasted like too. Like it, <laughs> it tasted exactly like it came from the 1800s. <laughs> It'll put some hairs on your chest and make you feel better so you can get back to the coal mines. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of camel kid are you? So I guess the next big thing we can talk about is the food, because obviously there is different food that you would be eating while you're sick that you wouldn't normally eat all the time, I guess. There's there's certain foods that are reserved specifically for sick days. Oh, 100%. Much like how I save all of my special movies for their special times, I save my sick food for the sick times. Oh, yeah. You know, you're not going to catch me eating certain things if I'm not sick to my stomach because it just sort of negates the whole point of it being like a comfort food that is supposed to make you feel better. Right. So, you, okay, comfort food. So, I was just going to ask you, how do you feel about sick food in general? Like, nothing in specific, but like sick food. Love it, hate it. I know a lot of people that are like, well, that reminds me of being sick, so I don't fucking like it. But I, myself, love sick food. Um, It's weird because I know that we're going to be talking probably a lot of soups, a lot of crackers. I, I love it when I'm sick. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to eat that for a lunch at any other point. Like, if I'm not sick, I am not going to be eating this food. That's 100% f- for certain. Okay. So, there are, uh, let's see, here, my little list here. There's one that I can eat basically whenever, if I feel like it. Like, it does. I don't have to be sick. Uh, especially during like the winter time, like right around now, I can have this shit all day, every day. All right. You know what? To be fair, I'm looking at my list too. And there's a couple things on there that I would eat, not on the regular, but I would eat outside of being sick. Okay. Well, we'll get to it. It'll make sense when I actually describe it. All right. So what about you? What are, what are some of your uh, top sick day foods here? So w- one of the biggest ones... The absolute biggest one for me, and I don't know if this is going to sound weird to a lot of people. I've heard a lot of people have never done this, and that is mashed potatoes with ABC soup. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, have you ever had this? I mean, this? it doesn't sound bad, but no, I can't say that I've ever even considered doing that. Okay, so you don't, like, mix it up or anything and make, like, a weird paste or anything because that would be fucking – that that's weird. What we do is we put a big dollop in the middle of a bowl and just dump the soup on top. Keep it separate. Okay. Okay. That makes a lot more sense. It's like having opposite gravy, <laughs> if that makes sense. 
<laughs> no, no, no. This makes a lot more sense because in that case, this is sort of like a matzo ball soup. This is like yes. sort of like a pseudo yes. matzo ball soup that you got going on instead of like a big old ball of bread in the middle. You know, yeah. it's just ball a of matzo. You just got some. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Now you've kind of got my attention. You yeah. need to present it that way. You can't just say potatoes and ABC soup to right off the bat. You but can't see, do that. After you've had it like once or twice, when you hear potatoes and ABC soup, you start to just get it. And it, 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 it doesn't sound like that. It sounds more like matzah. <laughs> it's like, I'm ready for this. I can't wait to delve into this. Like, oh my God, it's such a comfort food for me. I remember making this all the time. Well, not me making it personally, but like my mom or whoever was there would make it for us when we were sick. All four of us kids. It's one of them things where like I've showed my girlfriend it for the first time, I think a couple of years ago. And she just was like, she likes mashed potatoes. It's one of her favorite foods. And she's like, this just sounds fucking awful. I don't even know why you would do that. She's like, it just sounds appalling. And I'm like, I know it does. It sounds really gross on paper, but like, wait until you try it. She's like, I don't even think I'm going to try it. But now it's like one of her favorite things to have, especially during like any time that you're sick or any excuse to have something that's like kind of a warm, you know, liquidy meal during like the winter time, never during the summer, obviously, but winter time, especially. Yeah. I'm sorry. Summer soup people are are crazy. I don't want to know them. If you are no. one, stop listening. Unsubscribe from the show. Get out of here. I don't need that kind of energy, okay? Hot weather and soup, you're nuts. You're done. You're done. <clears throat> you're done. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I guess the rest of my stuff is pretty typical, like Canada Dry ginger ale. I feel like everybody has their own type of ginger ale they enjoy. You're damn right. And I'll fight to the death about it. It's Schweppes, bitch. Oh, you like Schweppes? <laughs> no, I, I, We're a Schweppes household. We're I'm Schweppes. cool with the Schweppes. I, you know, I respect you being um, so civil about it, but I can't be. You can't so be. You're, just, you came for blood. Just know, yeah, just know that I'm out for blood on this, and you're wrong for picking Canada Dry, and uh, Schweppes is the only right choice, and... Um, you know, we might have to come to blows over this. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, it's just geez, how it's going to go. Seem, you seem so emotional about it. I wish I could say that I picked it just because it was going to piss you off. But I, I really just thought about the first ginger ale that I could think of. And that was the one that came to mind. Even that, I feel like your nostrils are flaring out a little bit. <laughs> the you bull guys, with the he's horns. winking at me. He's <laughs> winking at me. It was totally a setup. He's, he's winking saying, I did this to piss you off. Yeah. Okay, so I don't really know, like, I don't know all the nuances when it comes to ginger ales and stuff. What do you like better about Schweppes? Oh, you're not an aficionado of no, ginger ales? No. no. Huh. Well, apparently I am. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know, man. I'm, I, I, I don't really even care this much, but that that is actually how my dad is. Like, oh, he, okay. he is genuinely Team Schweppes. And anytime that it was presented to him like a different ginger ale, he was like, ah, uh, no. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's just you like, get that uh, utter no. trash out of my house. Really, though, it was like, you know, going to a wine, a wine aficionado and bringing them like fucking Mad Dog 2020. <laughs> you know, it, it was like that level of like, here, I think you'll like this. And they're like, utter swine. Get it out of my face. I don't know what that accent was, but, you know. <laughs> But yeah, see that that uh, kind of speaks volumes to me because I would probably take the Mad Dog. 
you heard it here first, folks. Uh, yeah. Grimy is a Canada dry, swigging, mad dog, slurping, potato and ABC soup sucking son of a bitch. All right. Mm-hmm. That's it. End mm-hmm. the show right there. Cut it. That's not, it's not getting better than that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can't cut it there. We still got a couple of foods. So obviously jello is a big one it had to be the orange Ugh. jello for me though i know you love oranges orange so much. jello orange. are you mad get out of here same with Ugh. uh like gatorade gatorade it had to be orange gatorade for me all right orange gatorade is pretty good it, but when i was growing up it was not orange for me it was actually huh. take a take a stab at it what do you think my gatorade of choice was oh man it's there's very so many to choose from it's what it's very unconventional yeah i, I think i don't pin you as a red gatorade fan no i never really mm. liked the red gatorade yeah no no i don't mind it eh, it's not my favorite i'm gonna say hmm unconventional is a lemon yeah is a lemon lemon lime dude yeah. lemon is so good though oh i was hooked on the lemon lime when i was growing up i thought that was like the, the tip top of all the flavors mm. and when i was playing like you know Little League, all, all my friends were like, ew, gross, you drink lemon lime? I'll only drink blue. And it's like, uh, okay, <laughs> you uncultured palate, you uncultured swine. I bet you enjoy Canada dry ginger ale too, don't you? I probably do. Yeah, they probably <laughs> pick Mad Dog over like fine wine too. Yeah, no, I like the lemon uh, lime. I, I, I really enjoy it. We actually have a uh, dispenser at work and I get lemon lime out of there once in a great while. Like if I'm getting mm. a Gatorade, that's the one I go to. Um, uh, the only other two things on my list here are Sherbert and it it was always like the weird tie-dye one with like the the green orange and red or whatever in it uh you yeah. know pretty basic and then uh sunny yeah. d i'm sorry man most of your picks are just not doing it for me no i did not like sunny d growing up but it was given to me <laughs> all the time all the time it was like i couldn't tell my mom like it wouldn't sink in it was mm-hmm. like oh here's your sunny d and i'd be like great i i'll drink this for sure yeah <laughs> you know you know what's interesting about all of these picks, though? Like, this is the common sick food, right? Quote, I know, unquote, yeah, sick food. it is. But it's like, none of this stuff makes you feel better. No, especially Jell-O. How is Jell-O going to make me feel better? Like, oh, yeah. well, it sort of just dissolves into a nothing when it hits your stomach. Yeah. It's like, well, is that really what I want? No. Isn't this like the opposite of what you're supposed to be doing for like a, a sick body, putting a bunch of sugar in it? Like you're not supposed to give yourself any sugar or anything like that. That's, you're supposed to stay away. That's true. I'm sure there's a bunch of health professionals just looking at how we treat people in America when they get the sniffles and they're like, no, no, yeah. no, 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 not working. Um, so believe it or not, I do actually have some picks, <clears throat> some choices. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to hear right. now that you shat all over mine. Let's, let's, uh, it's my turn. <laughs> Schweppes ginger ale is on my list. Okay, it actually it is. I'm looking at it right here. Um, if we're talking, you know, soups, I'm not usually a big soup guy, but the only soups that I really tend to get down with are like the soups that my grandmother made um, when I was growing up. She was Italian, uh, is Italian. She converted. <laughs> she she converted right for a little while. Um, <laughs> 
Her her chicken noodle was pretty good because it wasn't like your standard chicken noodle. Mm. Uh, she would do it with big like hunks of oh, shredded yeah. chicken yep. and uh, like egg noodles in there. Mm-hmm. But the clincher for that one is that it was kind of um, done in the style of an Italian wedding soup where she would make these little mini meatballs. Oh, nice. And then cook them in the soup so she would literally drop like raw beef balls into this soup and they would sort of like poach in there almost dumpling style oh very nice so as they were cooking in like a boiling in that liquid it would soak up all of like the chicken stock oh, yeah. and then there would be these like soft little pillowy chicken flavored meatballs they were just so good just little, to die for little pillows of perfection Little pillows of perfection. Yeah. Uh, and then she would she would also make a dish called pasta vazool. Pasta vazool. There is – I don't even know the proper way to say this. It's spelled F-A-G-I-O-L-I. So some people say pasta fagiol. Some people say pasta fagioli. Like there's just so many ways to actually say this. Pasta fragile. Um, Fragile. <laughs> the basic premise of that soup is um, it's just a pasta and bean heavy soup. Oh, well, that um, sounds good. So when you see it like in recipes everywhere, they do a lot of like tomato base. So there's mm. like tomato and um, cannellini beans and usually ditalini, the little almost uh, spaghetti-o-looking oh, yeah. pasta type right. of a thing. Hers was different in that all she would do was put like a little bit of olive oil, the cannellini beans, the ditalini, and then uh, just chicken stock. So yeah. it was just like a very simple but very damn tasty soup. Saltines. They go hand in hand with soup. So either you're having the saltines with the soup or you're eating saltines dry if you've been heave hoeing for, you know, hours and hours just up chucking. You know, I wasn't a huge fan of saltines when I was a kid, but now, like, I totally get it. I didn't like them, but it was all I was being given to eat. So at a certain point, you're just like, all right, well, I guess I'm eating them. You know, (laughs) this is this is what I have. So this is what I'm going to eat. And the only soup that I like loved that was like pre pre-made or it wasn't even pre-made but like that you would get at a store was the lipton chicken noodle soup yeah the one that had the little teeny tiny little stick noodles yeah Uh and like a million of them Mm -hmm. i still love that i still think it's so good like it's trashy but comforting in the best way no, ironically enough we don't actually get the abc noodles anymore for the stuff that i make that's what we get Okay, now I'm on board because oh, I was never it's a so big good. ABC soup kid. Right. I I was like eh, on it. My sister was the ABC soup person, but mm. uh, now you've sold me. Now I might actually try that. Oh, dude, potatoes in Lipton. Oh. Lipton mm. So good. Chef's kiss. Perfect, perfect sick day food for sure. Hi there, face here. Do you know what my favorite thing about taking a bath is? Here's a hint. Bubbles! Bubbles, bubbles, bubbles. I love bubbles. Bubble baths make you nice and clean and make you look great. (laughs) 
don't forget to take your bath. <laughs> so I guess the next big thing we could talk about are the activities that we might have done while we were at home sick or supposedly sick. This can include, you know, watching TV or playing video games or watching a movie or any other activity you might do while you're sick at home. Jerry! Jerry! <laughs> See, I, Jerry. Know, I know everybody gravitates to Jerry Springer. Like, was that one of the things you did? Yeah, but I mean, that wasn't just limited to when I was sick, man. That was, yeah. that was any time I could. It was right. like Jerry, Maury, Steve Wilkos yeah. on a loop. And mm-hmm. that was, that was it. That was, that was the ritual. But yeah, not exclusive to when I was sick. Um, but there was a lot of TV watching when I was sick. That's for sure. Back yeah. before the days of streaming, uh, you had to settle for what was on TV. Now. Oh, yeah. For me, if I was homesick, like at my house, I've mentioned this on the show before, but I didn't have cable. So if I was watching something on TV, it would probably was like Jerry Springer if my mom wasn't paying attention. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, I was probably popping in a video or something like that. Mm-hmm. But. Let's just say I'm going to my grandmother's house because, again, I'm usually at my grandparents' house. Both sets of grandparents had cable, and that's when I would go nuts because I could watch whatever I wanted to watch. So, some staples for me. Uh, I'm going to stick around, like, my elementary school years. So, you know, 99 through, like, 2005, six somewhere around there. That's when okay. I would have been watching. If I'm sick during that point, I'm absolutely watching Cartoon Network. Oh, fuck uh, yeah. Listen, I was a Nickelodeon kid through and through. That is always my go-to. But there is something weirdly attractive about the Cartoon Network when I was sick. I think it was because of the shows that they played where they weren't necessarily going for laughs in the same way a Nickelodeon show was. Yeah. So they felt like a bit more comforting when you were laying like dying on the couch right (laughs) so i got there and it would be i i remember it very vividly the lineup would be i want to say it started with tom and jerry so by the time i got to my grandparents house it was like i'm catching the tail end of a tom and jerry then they're playing a classic scooby-doo episode Mm. and then they're playing a pup named scooby-doo and then usually after that, they're sneaking in like a Muppet Babies or something to that effect. Hmm. Um, and all of those are very easy watches. You can like be in and out of sleep. You can be very sick. You can be distracted and doing something else while you're, you know, that's playing in the background. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, though, you know, so that's why I always kind of gravitated towards Cartoon Network when I was sick. And then the other thing, once I was done with my morning of Cartoon Network, I would pop over to G4 Tech TV, oh, baby. Oh, G4. Oh, my God. <laughs> How I miss G4. Didn't they, like, try to bring G4 back and then it just was gone yeah, again or something? Yeah, it just recently went kerplunk or kaput. Yeah, kaput, oh. kaput is the word I'm looking for, not kerplunk. kerplunk. That's yeah, good enough. <laughs> Green Day album. Yeah, no, I, I I mean, and again, I didn't just watch G4 when I was sick. I would watch it whenever I got a chance to. But G4, 
I think in my memory, uh, for those of you who don't know or don't remember, G4 was the tech TV channel. Yes. All right. So it covered mostly video games, but then there were some other shows like Attack of the Show where Olivia Munn got her start, if you might not mm-hmm. realize that. And they were just ca- talking about uh, like anything and everything tech, like the very first Apple TV. I remember them yeah. reviewing that on Attack of the Show. and. <laughs> making them eat like hot dogs on air if you've seen the olivia munn hot dog gift that's where that came from was g4 tech tv (laughs) Um, they had so many good bangers on that channel though like fucking code monkeys that was my shit right there code monkeys Monkeys. oh i i found a copy of uh code monkeys on dvd maybe a year or so ago up at one of my local uh record shops and i brought it up and they were like what's this and i was like what's this well why don't i enlighten you (laughs) it's in your fucking store what do you mean what's this this is this is gold Yeah, like Code Monkeys, X Play. I loved X Play. I thought X Play was super entertaining. Yeah, uh, just some really good video game content. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, uh, as far as TV goes, those were my main two. That's what I remember watching quite a bit when I was sick. But weren't you a, a, a Nick kid when you were oh, sick, dude? Totally. Like, like I was saying, a lot of people I feel like on their sick days they gravitate towards like. You know, Mari and Jerry Springer, all your like raunchy TV shows that that played back in the day. Um, none of that stuff appealed to me, like at all. I know it was like hmm. a cool thing to be watching, but it just it, it didn't appeal to me at all. I went the other route. I went Nick Jr. Even like when I was too old to be watching it, I was watching it. I have a little brother and at this point in time, he's not in school yet. So I'm like, if I'm faking sick or if I'm actual sick, he's watching Nick Jr. already. So I'm just like sitting behind him and kind of like living vicariously through it all. And also Mm -hmm. just enjoying every moment of it secretly while he's watching it himself. There's something just so comfortable about nick jr especially back in the the mid early 90s like i'm talking cartoons like franklin and blues clues little bear uh tv show like gullah gullah island um another one that not very many people talk about anymore little bill like fucking little bill all these Mm, yeah i did like little bill I liked Richard Scary too. I thought Richard Scary was pretty good. Richard the little Scary's, worm guy. Yeah, yeah. You know Richard what I'm talking about? Yeah, nah, that was pretty good. But yeah, no, Little Bear. That was my shit back in the day. Mm-hmm. I I grew up on Little Bear, and oh, it, it was good. I just, it, it's kind of cool that like you you were watching it because I I did the same thing when I got older. But for my my younger cousins, we would babysit them. And that's all that they would want to watch. So I got to see it, but I wasn't getting to see all of the the good stuff that I grew up on. It was like crap, like the backyardigans or like, oh yeah, you know, all that type of Paw stuff. Paw Patrol, which <laughs> no, thank God I have not gotten to Paw Patrol. So no doubt, but yeah, all the coolest cartoons from Nick Jr. I was, I feel like I got to witness them firsthand. So I'm very proud of that. But I think the best thing about Nick Jr. back in the day was their like mascot if you can call him that face 
Oh, you can call him that. He was the mascot. He was right? so good. Oh, my God. Now, I love seeing him. He's such a weird kind of mascot, but, like, when you really break it down, isn't he just your TV screen talking to you? It's like yeah, they turn your it. TV into a human being, and, I mean, he's just, like, a square, and he's a random color every time, and, you know, he's just making trumpet noises and shit, but, like, goofing around with you in all the funnest ways. I fucking loved Face. So the interesting thing about Face was, as, I mean, as far as I can remember, you know, it's been probably close to 30 years since I was watching uh, Nick Jr. on the reg. Right. But Face was done in such a in such a way that it, they weren't like bumpers where you were seeing them over and over in the same thing. Yeah. It was designed like every day, mm-hmm. like face was with you every single oh, yeah. day and it was Fresh. a new day and he was saying new things every single day mm-hmm. and it really made it feel less like a bumper which is really what face was he was just yeah. sort of a bumper yeah. for, in between shows and more like an actual like host yeah like he was there and alive and they whoever came up with face and whoever did it props to you because genius it was like he was alive. You, you did your job and you did your job incredibly well. Face was like the friend you never had and guiding you through all these cartoons. It's, it's such mm-hmm. a great idea. I am curious who came up with him, honestly. It is so good. And I mean, I, I watched all the other stuff too, like Nickelodeon and Snake. I mean, throughout the day, obviously. But the best part about it is like when you're staying home you know, sick from school, you get to watch Nick Jr. When you're in school, that shit's all happening without you. And like, this is the time to do it. Like you can't watch fucking, in my opinion, you can't watch Mari and fucking Jerry Springer and all them other ones. Like this is what I would rather be watching. Well, and that's what makes it like super interesting. I'm glad that you like kind of put it that way because like Nick Jr., is unappealing when you're older, but it becomes very appealing because you don't get to see it. Like mm-hmm. you don't have that option most yeah. times to not watch it and to say, Oh, this is lame. So then it becomes sort of alluring because you're like, well, I'm out of school. This is a free day for me. I can do things that I would never do. Yeah. Plus if you're actually sick, every one of these cartoons that I mentioned is like super soothing in the weirdest way. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. This is, this is for real. I threw on a couple episodes of little bear before bed. Like recently, super recently when I got paramount plus, (laughs) I'm not even joking to you. Like I fell asleep within 10 seconds flat and that's impossible for me. You throw on little bear and it's just like the mom bear, just like, talking ever so soothingly into your ears and like little bears like nice little whispery kind of voice like they all have this like voices just perfect for lullabies basically (laughs) did you just convince me to watch little bear dude if you haven't 29 years old i'm telling you i think you did you have to try and I'm, i'm telling everybody out there listening like if you haven't thrown on little bear and like years you need to watch another episode of this it's so fucking good so if you weren't watching something on tv or if you were done watching something on tv uh you were undoubtedly playing something a video game of some sort was there anything special for you when you were sick 
that you would play? Yeah, so I mean, I had plenty of video game systems, but the one that I always gravitated towards when I was sick was my Game Boy Advance. Because I don't know, I really, I mean, I mentioned it before, but I loved the idea of sitting on the couch and having something like Cartoon Network, something really easy to to watch and like not have to pay too much attention to on in the background and also getting to play a game while I did it. So the Game Boy Advance was perfect for that, especially back in the days of no wireless controllers. And it was way more of a thing when you, you know, wanted to play a game. You'd kind of have to get closer to the TV. Maybe it meant that you weren't as comfortable as you could be uh, if you had just pulled out your Game Boy and were playing something portably. So all of my sick day memories are really based around that system. And some of the games I really like latched onto um, that I played a lot while I was sick. The biggest one, I think, was Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga. Do you oh, know yeah. anything about that Mario and Luigi series? Oh, yeah. I'm not an RPG guy. I never have been. It's mm. just not my thing. But that is the one series where I'll make an exception um, because it's just so goofy. And it still has some gameplay that feels Mario-esque. But uh, they tell, like, a pretty fun story, and there's a lot to do. But it was perfect for when you were sick because there was so much to do. So you could sit on the couch for hours and hours and not feel like you were repeating the same thing over and over again. Like, if I was playing Mortal Kombat, that would get old in, like, you know, a half hour or something like that. Even Tony Hawk, as much as I love Tony Hawk, you can really only play that game in short bursts. Mm Mm-hmm. No, yeah, uh, this one, there's a lot to it. I don't know if it's as long as Mario RPG for Super Nintendo, per se, but I'm sure it's up there. I never played it the whole way through. I played bits and pieces of it, but yeah, it's definitely one of those ones that takes a little bit longer to do things on, I guess. And um, like you said, there's a lot to do, whereas like something like Tony Hawk, it's very one note, one flavor. It's good, but it's like you could play it for five minutes and get bored. This isn't like that at all. Yeah. Well, that being said, I still did love my Tony Hawk. And, <laughs> yeah, I mean, my skating games in general, mm-hmm. because that was all the rage back then. Uh, yeah. So whenever I did get tired of Mario and Luigi, it wasn't uncommon for me to pop in Disney's Skate Adventure. Now, this Disney's is a game skate that- Skate Adventure. Yeah, nobody really talks about this one. Never heard that one. Um, So it got both. It got the big console versions, you know, Mm -hmm. your PS2, your GameCube. Um, But this this handheld version, it's very interesting. And I've actually gone back and I've I've tried it again fairly recently too. And it it's pretty good. It holds up pretty well. It's isometric. It's top down. So. Did you ever play like a Tony Hawk game on a Game Boy where it's not your standard first person or third person, I should right. say, where you're looking dead on at your skater? Mm-hmm. This, you're actually like looking down at an angle. Oh, like it's a like bird Sonic eye view. Blast okay. or Sonic 3D Blast. Sonic 3D. So, what kind of skating are they doing? Is it ice skating? Because when I think of Disney skating, I'm always oh, thinking of Disney. No, on no, ice. no. <laughs> Like, what, what is this? <laughs> Can you imagine a Disney on ice video game? That's oh what I'm God. picturing. I'm would, just like, dude, you lost me. I'm snooze fan. I would play it 
so much. I would love it. <laughs> well, I'm sure. So what? They're like, are they on skateboards? Roller yeah, skates? Yeah, it's What's... skateboards, but yeah, but because you're playing as Disney characters, they're actually, you know, they all have very unique boards. Like oh. you, you can play as Tarzan in Tarzan levels, for for example, and hmm. Tarzan is on like a like a big like wooden board like it like it looks like it came off of a tree or like it was carved or something like that and mm. he skates around on that uh if you go to the toy story levels buzz is skating around on like a hoverboard type of a thing so oh, wow. you get some really interesting boards and some really interesting levels based off some really pretty good disney properties um so I, I just recommend it for that alone and it's just fun if you're looking you know to kill 10 15 minutes you know, and you've got an emulator or you've got a old Game Boy Advance, whatever lying around. It's worth picking up and it's, it's, it's worth playing, especially when you're sick. It's just uh, something to distract you for a good, you know, 10, 15, 20 minutes when you're sick. And then the last game that I would usually swap out, um, would be Batman Rise of Sinzu. I don't even know if I said that right. S-I-N-T-Z-U. But, this was based off of Batman, the animated series, like that art style. Hmm. And they actually, my knowledge of it is they kind of created a whole new villain in that world specifically for this game. And again, it got its big console counterpart, but I only ever had the Game Boy version. And it's it's similar not as good, but it's similar to the um, Adventures of Batman and Robin game that used to be on Super Nintendo Super and Nintendo. Sega Genesis. Genesis. Yeah. Um, it's similar to that. And I, I used to have a good time playing that. It gets a little frustrating, but that's kind of what you want when you're sick because it, yeah. like, you've got time to kill. So mm-hmm. you got to do something. You got to focus on something other than your raw yeah. bleeding. It's, it's challenging. Something to give you, a, you know, a reason not to think about your snotty nose and yeah, exactly. aches and pains you almost forget that you're sick yeah those are all so very good uh very good video game picks me i am gonna keep it as basic as it gets um a young kid in the 90s pretending to be sick i'm bringing all of my my blankets my my uh sleeping bag pillows all that directly in front of the tv and I'm going to sit in f- with the, the Sega Genesis. That's one of my main consoles when I was a kid. That and the regular NES from back in the day. Those are the two things that I had. I remember playing mostly growing up when I was a kid. And anytime I got the chance to do that while all of my siblings were at school, dude, awesome. Like, I didn't mm-hmm. have to share. I could turn that shit on and play whatever the fuck I wanted. So, you know, I'm playing Sonic... Any of them, one, two, three, Sonic and Knuckles, whatever, you know, every one of them. I would go in between every single one of them. I would dock the fuck out of that game. <laughs> and you I heard it first here, folks. Grimy loves it. docking. Docking. Docking Sonic and Knuckles with two and three. If I was done playing the Sega, I would hook up the Nintendo and I'd play some. Super Mario 3 was the one I gravitated to the most. That was my, my all-time favorite nintendo game ever and um you know it it takes some time and if you're playing it the right way you're not getting the whistles and like cheating your way through the game it takes a little bit of time but you have the whole day ahead of you to play it so like 
you could watch some Nick Jr. and then just go ahead and play a game or two of Super Mario Brothers and let that be that. I guess more on the challenging side, like there were other games that you could play, like the original TMNT game for the Nintendo, the like borderline impossible game to beat. You would always try, but then again, it's very one note, all the same kind of stuff. You're just dueling through levels and it's just like, I don't know if I really want to play this the whole way through and pop it out and switch something else in. True. If we're talking original NES, by the way, my grandmother who didn't make me soup had an NES at her house. So when I was sick over there, I would go over and play uh, some of the NES games. Oh, nice. And the two that stick out in my mind that I played the most were the Jaws game. Oh, and that geez. one kind of gets a bum rap these days. I think for yeah. being like repetitive or whatever. But when I was a kid, I thought it was a good time. I really love the sections like, I feel like you could bomb, couldn't you bomb Jaws or something? Like, weren't you on a boat like throwing bombs at Jaws? I honestly can't remember. Uh, I'm going to have to pop it back in and, and try replaying it because I feel like there was a part where you were like throwing bombs at a shark and that was a good, always a good time. But um, the one that I would always try playing and it never worked out, I, I hated it. There was a Godzilla game on, on oh, the NES. Okay. Yeah, that one's trash. Yep, that Total one's trash. Never understood mm. how to play it. Uh, and but I would always go back to it for whatever reason. So those are my two mm-hmm. NES games. That was one joy about being on the sick day, though. You you had time to waste, so it was like even if I don't like this fucking game, I'm popping it in, seeing if I, I'm gonna pick something up that I didn't know about before. Yeah, that's right. So I'm just simply labeling this one as other because I'm faking sick. If you're not actually sick, there's a lot of other regular non-sick things that you probably had in mind. You know, once the school day was over, all your friends are out and about. Don't you wish you were, like, out there with them? But you can't because you were just homesick. Mm, never a problem for me. Never? No? You were okay? <laughs> see, Listen, I relished my alone time. I was like, yeah, I'll see you guys in a couple days. I really don't. Yeah. I'm not missing you that hard. It's like I, I get to play my Game Boy Advance while you're all taking a test right now. This is pretty sweet. <laughs> See, not not me. Like, my friends, they were all very active and outside 24-7. And we had, like, this tight-knit little group. And as soon as one of them fuckers came by my door, I'm, like, looking out. And I'm just like, I need to be out there. I need to go out there. Mom, can I please go out there? And it's like, you just begged me to stay home. You told me how sick you were. I fucking loaded you up with Flintstone vitamins and Dimatap. You can't <laughs> go out there. You have to stay in. So that's one instance. The other, mom has to go to the store. She's going to Walmart. She's going to Ames. She's going to whatever the fuck she's doing. You want to be part of that. Even if it's a trip to like the grocery store really quick, you know, you might be able to go through the cereal aisle and the candy aisle. And it's like, I want to be part of that too. You can't do it because you bitched and moaned and wanted to stay home. Mm. I can't say that I really relate with that either, but I know for a fact, I know for a fact that I would have been sick at least a few times when uh, my mom needed to go out shopping for some somebody's birthday you know what i mean mm-hmm. like so it would have meant that she was going to take a trip to toys r us and i was actually homesick oh. and i missed out on a toys r us trip because my mom was pretty good even though she was going and shopping for somebody else she'd usually 
let me pick out like one thing just to yeah. sort of shut me up. So I was like, dang, I'm missing out on getting a new toy because I got this stupid strep throat. Real bummer. Man, if I lived close to a Toys R Us, it would have just been all over. Especially in this instance. Like, if my mom was going to Toys R Us, forget it. I'm going one way or another. I was such a dickhead little kid. Like, there is one way or another to get in that car, pretend that I'm not even in there, and just appear when we get there. Like, it's going to happen. Hanging on to the roof rack of the station wagon. I'm fucking. I got a skateboard. I'm sketching in the back. I'm doing my best goofy (laughs) from Disney skating, whatever the fuck game you were talking about. I'm, (laughs) I am fully doing that behind my mom's car on the way to Toys R Us. Be so bummed if there was a trip anywhere like that. Can't go. You were sick. Hey, how's my little honey bunny? He's doing a little better. Good. Another day's rest, and you should be back on your feet. Actually, I'm feeling a whole lot better, thanks to the mobile toast. Mm. I might even be able to go back to school tomorrow. Well, we'll see. Meanwhile, you go back to sleep. All right, so it's the day after. There's two options. Either you're going back to school and you're going to resume life as per norm or you're going to try to get off again. What are you doing? Well, knowing me, if I actually have strep throat, I'm probably out for like two to three days. So I don't really have to try super hard for multiple days. But in this instance, let's just say I got miraculously better. I'm going back to school. I'm not trying for any extra days. Not trying for the old, the old double dipper, as they say, and Pete and Pete. I'm a good boy. I, I don't, I don't need it. I don't need the double dip. I need it. I need the double dip. I, you know, I didn't get my trip to Toys R Us apparently. And I, oh I, yeah, I took so that now hard. you're out for blood. You're out for blood. You're in it to win it. I never got two days off if I was faking sick. No way. My mom, she's seen through all of my antics. She knew I wasn't really sick. She just was being nice, you know. She's like, yeah, you know what? He doesn't do this too often. We'll just let him have this one, I guess. She knew. So there was no chance. There was plenty of times where I was two, three days out, mostly chicken pox. I think there was one with a couple of different flus, strep throat. And I think pink eye was a big one. Pink eye, I always had a couple of days off. Pink eye. You had yes. pink eye? Oh, yeah. I had pink eye. I had pink eye bad the one time. It fucking sucked. Oh, my God. Sniffing too many farts. <laughs> I was going to say a poopy pillow. Poopy pillow. I don't know, man. I really don't. I'm, I'm, I'm sure that's like one of the, the big ways to get it. But I, I swear, <laughs> I had it real bad that one time. Maybe my brother farted in my pillow or something. <laughs> you pissed them off and he farted in your face while you were sleeping. Dude, did you ever have pink eye? That no, shit, I never had pink eye. That shit sucks. Oh my god, it's so bad. Like your eyes just crust over and they're just shut. You want to open them so badly, but like you have to pry them open. Oh, I it's know. Disgusting. My sister used to My sister used to get it on the regular and I I'd like like she was uh, a vampire or something. I'd yeah. hold up my crucifix and be like, <laughs> "Stay away, beast." But unfortunately, I don't think it's going to happen. I'm not getting the two days off. I'm going back to school again, so. Too bad, so sad. (laughs) (laughs) 
so that was our sick day episode. This was a real treat. Uh, we don't get to live sick days the way we used to. I mean, anymore, I guess now a sick day, it just consists of you just sitting on the couch looking at your phone all day. It's not like, you know, there's any cool <laughs> secret things happening throughout the day. You're an adult now. You're aware. Like, you see the male pe- the male men going through. You already know what they do during the day when you're supposed to be at work and yada, yada. Like, it's just uh, sick days were a completely different ball game when we were kids. Yeah, I hate you uh, for saying that sick days now amount to me sitting on the couch looking at my phone because that doesn't really sound any different than my uh, non-sick days. <laughs> and I'm reconsidering a lot of things. So I need to start um, maybe living life on the edge, you know, not living like I'm sick all the time. Look at you changing lives with podcast episodes, one podcast at a time. Yeah. Speaking of living life on the edge... We have a new Patreon. (laughs) What a segue. Yes, we do have a new Patreon for only $3 a month. Can you believe that? What a low, low price. Not even the price of one Frappuccino, okay? For less than the cost of a Frappuccino, you can listen to us babble like idiots about uh, things that are not sick day related. Absolutely. And I think, I think it's going to be a, a blast. I mean, it already was. We just got one of them out of the way. Had a lot of fun talking about some random stuff. You might hear some typical turtle stuff from me. You might not. I think we mentioned a little bit about a grape soda that might have uh, appeared on there. Mm, yes, yes. Uh, some dime tap soda. Yeah, absolutely. Some dime tap soda. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so the deal is $3 a month. You guys get one bonus episode from us, and it's uh, balls to the wall, all out, good time, grimy and Derek fun. So if that sounds good to you, head on over to the Patreon, uh, just leftover pizza club there. Throw us a couple bucks, and uh, you'll get a new episode, and maybe even some uh, exclusive little interactions. You know, maybe we'll throw up a poll. Maybe we'll uh, throw up a couple little writings. I don't know, something to sweeten the pot, possibly, perhaps. But, yeah, it's just a new way to uh, listen to more of us and to support us a little bit and support the show a little bit. Speaking of supporting the show, you can rate and subscribe to the show wherever you're listening because we see that there's still a lot of you who listen to the show a lot all the time and aren't subscribed for some reason if you subscribe you get to know when the newest episodes drop it comes uh you know notification right across your screen so please do that and uh throw us a rate because ratings are good aren't they grimy they're absolutely good and you know while you're at it don't be a stranger we got a facebook group you can join you just click the button, we let you in, we give you a free sticker, we talk all kinds of nonsense over there too, same stuff that we talk here for the majority of the time, really, and uh, you know, there's some popping conversations, be part of it, we would love to have you. Yeah, be part of it, Leftover Pizza Club over on Facebook, and while we're at it, we're on Twitter, at Leftover Pizza Club, and we're on Instagram at Leftover Pizza Podcast. And if all of that isn't enough for you and you just can't get enough of us, you can visit our website, leftoverpizzaclub.com. We post articles over there and there's just like five going on six years of a backlog of articles and videos and other podcasts. So it's a good time. Check it out. There's also a store up there. We might actually make some shirts this year. Who knows? New year, new me. Who knows? You never know. It's 2023, y'all. 
With that being said, I think that's a wrap. I am Grimy. And I am Derek. And I am very, very sick. I gotta go. I, I gotta go play some Game Boy. I'm not sick. But I gotta go too. It's been nice having you. Thanks for listening. And we will see you next time.